Chapter 7 He hurried down the stairs and out across the playground and almost bumped into Jenny, who was walking back from the school's main entrance. How'd it go? she asked. Terrible. She wouldn't give me the key, but she did give me the creeps. He shuddered, thinking about Mrs. Gently's tongue. Jenny looked hard at him. Yesterday, we were surrounded by evil foxes bent on taking the key by force, she said. And then you spent half the night talking to a huge grumpy badger that lives under a hill. And now you're creeped out by Mrs. Gently. They wandered over to the school outdoor exercise equipment. James sat down on a bike and started pedalling slowly. You didn't see her, he said. She's not right. At least those foxes look like real foxes. Mrs. Gently is definitely not fully human. Don't be silly, Jenny said with a smile. You're just stressed because she confiscated the key, and because she won't let you see the puzzles. No, it's not that, James protested. Well, I am annoyed about those things. They were unfair, but there's something wrong with the old woman. She's not right. He looked back across the playground. There were still plenty of parents and children loitering around. The year six classrooms were in a wing of their own, up on the first floor. He picked out their classroom windows, and then the lights flicked off as he watched. She's leaving, he said. Maybe I should sneak back in. That's a surefire way to get into more trouble, Jenny said, looking across to the year six wing. And then a few seconds later, the door to the playground opened, the same one that James had rushed out of. And then... "'Are you seeing what I'm seeing?' James whispered to Jenny, not taking his eyes off the door. "'Yes,' she whispered back. Two grey Persian cats sauntered out and darted along the edge of the school next to the wall. Then they cut up a small bank and slipped through the fence to the street beyond. No one else in the playground paid any attention, or they simply hadn't noticed. "'Did that really just happen?' James turned to Jenny. She was still staring at the fence. "'Look!' she said. He turned back and saw a taxi pull to a stop. Its passenger door opened and the two cats jumped in. Then the car pulled away fast. That's not normal, Jenny said. No, it isn't, James agreed. Do you think the cats had the key with them? I don't think so, but I couldn't be sure. I really want to get it back, he said, and I don't want to wait until Mrs. Gently decides to give it to me. I have an idea, Jenny said. Let's go. She started walking toward the school office and James quickly followed her. The door to the Year 6 wing could not be opened from the outside without a key. From the inside there was a push-bar that the children enjoyed throwing their shoulders into as they rushed out to play. The nearby door to the school office was still open, though. It had a wooden counter with the service window pulled wide open. A few parents were chatting to one of the school administrators about the Christmas fair. Jenny nudged her way to the counter. "'Can you buzz me through, please? My mum needs to wash my PE kit.' The administrator nodded while listening to the parents and, without looking, pushed a metal button on her desk. Jenny moved across to the main internal door to the school and shoved it open. James followed. They took the stairs up to Year 6 and went straight to their classroom door. It was locked. I knew she'd lock it, said James with frustration. Jenny pulled out her phone and took a picture of the door handle. What are you doing? James asked. Gathering information, she replied. Come on. She moved past their classroom to Mr. Henderson's. His door was propped open with a little rubber wedge. She took another picture of the door handle, this time from the open edge. Mr. Henderson, Jenny called in. No answer. She quickly went over to his desk, stood behind it and took another picture. James waited at the door. They huddled in the corridor and Jenny checked the pictures. 
The first one clearly showed the door handle to their classroom. Perfect, she said. What? James said, slightly annoyed. Are you doing a project on modern door furniture? No, she said patiently. Look, you can see the lock, and in this one you can see the manufacturer. Then she showed the other picture, the one of the desk. And, she went on, this one should be good enough to tell the type of lock on the desk. I'll see if my granddad has master keys for them. He's pretty good at opening locked doors. He was a locksmith, after all. But James had stopped listening. He was staring intently at the picture Jenny had taken of the desk. He used his fingers to zoom in a little. And there, right on top, upside down but clearly captured in the image, was the top half and the first five cryptograms of the puzzle sheet. It was now too dark for them to safely go back to the Sentinelms. James said that he would have time to investigate more over the weekend. Jenny said that on Saturday, if the weather was good, her grandma was going to take her and Asthma on the I-360. That might also mean she could arrange to see her granddad on Sunday. Perfect, James said. While you're there, keep an eye out for any unusual crow activity. And perhaps we should see if someone else is around to help check on the elms, Jenny said. That hedgehog did ask us to protect them, after all. You're right. I'll put the word out to the gang, James said. By gang, he meant the Green Hands Gang, a group of children, mostly at Balfour, that had been involved in some crazy and sometimes dangerous schemes. There was now enough going on that the Green Hands Gang needed to get active. Together, they would have a much better chance of protecting the elms and solving the mystery around the Stone of Brighthelm. The Squiduckin Key would have to remain locked in the desk until after the weekend. James felt like he'd let the king under the fort down, but there was nothing he could do about it now. He would have to hope that Jenny's granddad could help them get into the desk next week. On the walk down the hill, James thought of the puzzle sheet captured in the picture of the desk. He hadn't mentioned it to Jenny, and he didn't think she'd noticed. He knew she'd remind him that the rules of the competition forbade him taking the sheet out of the classroom, but he told himself that if he got a copy of the image, he would only look at it when they were in the classroom. When they reached the top of Jenny's road, he said, Oh, could you email me those pictures? I'd like to take a look too. Sure, she said, slightly puzzled. You know a locksmith too? What? Oh no, but maybe I can do a bit of research online. He wasn't a great liar, and felt his face go red. It was a good thing it was getting dark. Jenny told him she'd email him the pictures once she got home. There was something about the deception that made him feel quite uncomfortable but if it meant he got to lay his eyes on the first five puzzles, it was worth it. Once he got home, he checked his email, hoping that Jenny had sent the pictures. She would have got home before him, and if she went straight online and emailed, he'd have them by now. He sat and waited, but there was no email with the pictures in it. He managed to distract himself by playing some computer games, and then his mum called him down for dinner. After dinner, he checked again. There was an email from Jenny. Attached to it were the three pictures she'd taken. He paused before he opened the one of the desk. The competition rules said not to take the puzzle sheet out of the classroom. Well, technically, 6H's puzzle sheet was right there where Mr. Henderson had left it, and all the other classes had spent hours looking at the cryptograms already. James would just be catching up, and surely that was fair, wasn't it? He opened the image and rotated it 180 degrees. The first cryptogram was a little blurry, but he could make out most of it. It was a series of dots and dashes. James smiled. He was pretty sure it was Morse code, 
and he was pretty sure he'd be able to decipher it fairly quickly. All he needed was a table with the Morse symbols.